You now tuned in to the Gunk Town Podcast. I'm your boy Doug B. We ain't got nothing to talk about, but we got something to talk about. Let's go. Good people, good people, good people. Welcome back to the Gumtown Podcast, episode 36. I'm your boy, Doug B. If you tuned in to this podcast, thank you for your time and your attention. I really appreciate you giving this podcast a shot. What we bring on today's guests, we got something to talk about, good people. As I told you all a couple weeks ago, I'm big on personal development. And right now I'm in the process of rereading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I read it a couple years ago, and while I applied some of the, the concepts, I wanted to reread it. And let me tell you, I've spotted a profound concept, very practical, and man, I'm sure someone out there is going to benefit from it. Let me read this quote. When preparation becomes a form of procrastination, you need to change something. You don't want to merely be planning. You want to be practicing. James Clear. There's a concept in the book where he talks about a lot how the mistake a lot of smart people make is mistaken motion for action. And let me explain how he breaks it down in the book. Motion, these are the times when we're planning, strategizing, and learning everything we need to learn about a goal or a venture we want to embark on. Prime example, if you want to lose weight, we can get caught up in this whole thing of planning what gym I'm going to sign up for, strategizing, what meal plan am I going to use, what weight loss, what training split am I going to use, and learning. We can get caught up in the whole learning thing, going to YouTube University and watching all these videos. And while all of that motion and planning and strategizing is great, they produce no results. At some point in time, you're going to have to take action in order to get results. I love that concept, man. Motion versus versus action. Don't get me wrong. You do need motion to get started. You need to plan and strategize and learn all you need to learn about anything, whether it is to lose weight, whether it is to start a business, whether it is to start a YouTube channel. You need to be in motion. But at some point in time, you need to take action. So I just wanted to share that with you all. I'm sure somebody out there who has a goal is going to help you. You've been in motion long enough. You've been planning and strategizing for a couple of years. Now it's time to take action. Now it's time to get to it. All right? That's all we got to talk about, good people. On with today's show. Today's guest, he is the founder and owner of Dewella, as well as Clean Hop. I'm looking forward to this conversation, and I'm sure you all will be inspired by his story. Let's give a warm Gumtown round of applause for Luke Easley. Luke, how's it going, man? Doing well. Glad to be on. Yes, sir. Glad to have you. Uh, first things first, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to chop it up with me for a few minutes. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to uh, speaking with you more and uh, excited to be here. Yes, sir. Of course, we're here to talk about Dweller as well as Clean Hot. But before we get before we go there, let's get to know the man behind these brands. What's your story? Um. Well, uh, I, growing up, I kind of was uh, always interested in real estate and um, especially kind of when I got into college around 2012, uh, 2013, graduated in 2013. And, uh, you know, you see the TV shows and flipping houses and uh, remodeling and all those types of things. And it really kind of sparked my interest. And um, then the whole tiny house movement started, um, you know, early 2010, something like that, and TV shows started to come out, the Netflix uh, documentaries about it and all that stuff, and um, started getting interested in uh, tiny homes and living in, like, RVs, you know, doing things like that, and uh, kind of the whole general unique living concept 
um, really just sparked my interest. And I, you know, watching YouTube and listening to other podcasts kind of uh, helped me learn some things. And um, once I graduated college, I had a, my previous career is actually in graphic design and web design. And uh, that's what I kind of studied in college. I didn't officially major in it, but um, just wound up being pretty good at it and got a decent job doing that. Um, did that for about five, six years um, until I lost my last job in 2019, uh, December 2019. And um, had a good career, you know, kind of marketing stuff, web design, graphic design, um, web development things like that. And, um, uh, 2019, that kind of ended. I just decided to kind of step away from it. I had been, uh, doing Airbnb for a few years and now I'm full time and I said, I'm not, not looking back. So, um, but really 20, 2017, around that time, I bought my first house, uh, here in Montgomery and, uh, I grew up in Prattville um, a large family, and after I graduated, I moved here uh, to be closer to work and everything at the time, and um, started getting more involved in real estate. There's a real estate club here in Montgomery that meets once a month, and I met several local investors through there that owned a few rental houses and things like that, and um, each month, they talk about a different topic, and one month was how to manage rentals and next month was about you know uh, creative ways to get financing for a property things like that and um, through that um, I started getting interested in buying rental homes and looked into that and I didn't have a lot of money at the time and I was like well either I have to come up with the money myself to buy a separate property other than my personal home or I have to bring in an investor or something like that I wasn't great at networking at the time, and I was uh, a little intimidated to go up and ask someone for money when I didn't really know what I was doing, you know, and um, then Airbnb started, you know, really getting big around that time, five, six years ago, and um, uh, I stayed in an Airbnb one time, and it was just a really cool experience. Everything went really smooth. Um, they have the app that you use and it just made check-in really nicely straightforward. You could self-check-in with a keypad on the door. Um, and I really liked it. And I said, I bet I can try this with my spare rooms in my house. So I had two spare rooms upstairs, um, uh, had one bathroom up there and I went and bought some cheap furniture at the local flea market and threw it in the room, snapped some pictures with my phone and put it on Airbnb. Within a couple of days, I had a few bookings. I was like, oh, really cool. Having my first guest come, you know, I want to make the experience awesome for them. And I was really excited about it. Had the guy come. Everything was great. Um, I stayed the weekend. Um, and then a few months go by and um, I start watching more YouTube videos and how to basically run your Airbnb better how to manage things better and being in the investors club each month um, i was seeing a lot of people that had successful um, rental property businesses and they seemed to manage things well they seemed to really care about the business and about the tenants and um, 
I said, that's what I, that's what I want to do. So um, instead of buying the rental properties, I found out that if you don't have a lot of money, there's ways to make money kind of in the real estate uh, industry. And that was through Airbnb. So, um, and here we are now, 20, what is it, 2022 now. And um, we've got several properties here. We're in Montgomery and we're also in Birmingham. Um, And yeah, things are going well. And this, uh, that was, I kind of skipped ahead, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. Okay. No, great story, man. And like hats off to you for being able to pivot at a, at that moment. You know, you say you went to school for web design, graphic design, and the last role that you were in ended up not working out for you, but sounds like it was a blessing in, blessing in disguise for you. Yeah. I mean, it definitely was. I, you know, like I said, I had my Airbnb properties going for a few years before I lost my last job. And, um, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't take back any of the graphic design marketing experience at all. Actually, I used that experience and channeled it into my business with Airbnb. And it really made me stand out, you know, among the other people on the website. So, uh, and in the market, local market here. So using my design experience and marketing to really make things look more professional, you know, so. Yes, sir. There you go. Transferable skills, taking those skills and yep. u- utilizing it now. Now nah, that's yep. great stuff. So let's um let's talk about Dweller and Clean Hop. What products and services does these business offer? Um, well, Dweller, we have um, it's a short term rental business. Um, the, the term Airbnb has been kind of coined to uh, refer to short term rentals, mm-hmm. um, and what that means is typically a property will have be available for a nightly stay. It could be someone's extra house that they have or a spare room in someone's house and they rent it on a nightly basis and uh, similar to a hotel, but you get that more personal touch um, and you get to meet the owner of the property at times. So um, with Dwella, we have, we really try to focus on downtown areas in cities in Alabama right now. Uh, the major cities in Alabama, and um, we'll take apartment complexes, um, and we work out contracts with the owners of the property to go in and lease the property for a number of years, and we'll furnish it all and um, have guests come in, um, tenants come in on a nightly basis, sometimes a monthly basis, and everything's furnished, everything's provided. Um, We make sure you have coffee, all your linens, towels um, you know very similar to a hotel um, but you get that more I guess homey touch and that local touch um, we're going to provide you guidebooks that show local restaurants um, we've partnered with local restaurants as well to provide disc- discounts and coupons um, and advertise those types of things within each of the spaces that we have so um, and then Clean hop. Um, with using my experience in the short-term rental industry, uh, about probably eight months ago, this just clean hop was just born in August. Basically, um, there was a huge need 
from for uh, cleaners, basically for someone that was reliable, that knew the unique challenges um, that go into turnover a short-term rental property. So between the checkout time of the guests that morning to the check-in time of the next guest late that afternoon, um, there's a lot that goes on, has to be done in there. And um, me knowing exactly what to do, I said, well, you know, there's a lot of people I know that have these type of properties in the River Region area and really could utilize these, this service and would really need it and benefit from it. And, um, you know, uh, they wanted reports showing if guests had damaged anything when they left, you know, if someone had smoked in the property, things like that. They, the owners want to know all that stuff. So we'll provide them videos, photos, all those types of things. Um, and have a detailed inspection done. And we have an app that has checklists and uh, everything for all the cleaners uh, to get the jump job done right. And um, from there, within a few months, we grew to, we're cleaning my properties and a friend of mine's properties that also has some short-term rentals. Uh, that's about 20 properties there. Within a few months, we picked up about 10 more um, so now we're cleaning 60 Airbnbs, which is about a third of all the Airbnbs in Montgomery right now. And, um, so we've got a great team and really, uh, tried to nail down processes and things like that to get to where it is now. So, um, and we're just specializing in, in that turnover process. Wow. That's great, man. So, in the midst of you being in the space that you're in with short-term rentals, you saw a need for a cleaning service. So you filled, you filled the gap that was in the industry, man. That's powerful, man. That's some good stuff, man. Like seriously, cause it's, um, that's what it's all about, man. A lot of times we have these, we, we look externally for solutions. A lot of times we already have the answers to our problems and that's great that you were able to look within and, figure out, Hey, we need this here anyway. So why not? Why, why don't I bring it, man? That's great stuff for real. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, uh, it's been a little crazy, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of late nights and, um, I still don't get much sleep nowadays. Uh, but it's, it's worth it. You know, like I said, when I lost my job, I decided to go full time into all this. And honestly, it's just been, uh, you know, I don't mind staying up doing those late nights. I don't mind waking up early in the morning and driving to Birmingham in the middle of the night or whatever it may be to get stuff done. Cause I know it's, you know, this is mine that I built and, um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So. Yes, sir. Much respect to the grind, man. And, um, so I, whenever I have entrepreneurs on the platform, like yourself, I like to cover three things. I like to talk about the aha moment action and audacity. And it sounds like you had your aha moment after you lost the last nine to five situation. That was your aha moment that, that sparked the idea to go all in with short-term rentals. So we can go right into the action portion. So from the time you lost your job and had the aha moment, how long did it take you to come up with a name and create logos and all that stuff? Um, well, so for Dwella specifically, um, I started that back in 2018, um, and I had a full-time job at the time still, and um, I had still had a full-time job up until end of 2019. Mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't to a point where I could 
totally, you know, quit yet. And, um, but using my graphic design experience and, and, and the experience that I had, um, again, channeled that into this business within, you know, a couple months after I'd seen the YouTube videos of what I wanted to do and, um, kind of learned a little more about how to run the business. Um, you know, I knew what to do to create a logo. I knew what to do um, to put social media platforms together, to put brochures together, things like that. And, um, you know, create some really nice documents to take to our customers, to take to property owners that we work with and utilize their properties. And um, uh, there was a lot, a lot to learn after that. You have to set up all your business entities and your bank accounts and all that stuff, which I had no experience doing any of that. But again, through the real real estate investors club that I had had been involved in, um, a lot of folks in there really helped me uh, know what to do and kind of the next steps to take just to run a business in general. So, um, and that was back in 2018. Um, Clean Hop specifically it really got, like I said, got started back in August and maybe maybe it was July, something like that, last summer. Mm-hmm. 2021 and um i had the name actually already for that uh a year previous to that so back in 2020 um i thought of like a laundry kind of service that would deliver things and um you know we would kind of our logo has kind of bunny ears on the o of the hop uh, of the word hop and um you know, I thought about, you know, we're hopping from, from place to place, customer to customer, and we're cleaning laundry. So it originally started as actually a laundry delivery service, but it never really, I didn't do much with it. I basically just had the name, the logo, and uh, a few spreadsheets that I had laid out processes in, but that was about it. And um, then a year went by, and then I said, well, I used the clean hop name. I already have some things set up for that. Um, and we went into the uh, the short-term rental cleaning service with it from there. So um, as far as creating the logo for it, uh, again, using my design experience, I kind of came up with that. And actually I used another designer uh, I met online and um, was able to get that created for me. But I'm very picky about things. And I feel like if I did the work myself, it, I just would have never been satisfied with it. So I said, I need to give it, give it off to someone else. They come up with it. They see things, you know, may see it in a different way than I do. So, um, yeah. And it was the same with, with the Dwella logo and um, had someone else design it for me. So, and I'm you know, pretty pleased with how things are going so far. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. So you already had Dwella, you already had that in place while you were working full time. So, okay. That makes right, sense. Right, right, right. So it was easy. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little crazy having the full time job and Dwella because I was, <laughs> you know, I had a few properties that we were doing at the time when I still worked full full time, and I was going on the lunch breaks to clean properties. I didn't have cleaners hired yet or anything like that, and um, uh, I wound up showing late showing up late to work a good bit and uh, leaving early sometimes when I shouldn't have left, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. It was all worth it. Maybe I wasn't the greatest employee in the world, uh, but uh, it's not for, you know, nine to five is not for everybody. So man, uh, it all worked out in the end. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. And I was going to say, like, some people just aren't meant to be employees. You sound like you are a horrible employee and nothing wrong with that because you're because you're doing great things in the entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship space, man. So, no, nah, it's no knock on that, man. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure and I'm pretty sure wherever you were working, it couldn't have been fulfilling. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been leaving the way you were leaving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I like my job that I had uh, mm-hmm. uh, to a point. And I don't know, I, I think everyone kind of has that where you're you're in a job for a while and it's, it's great for a while. And it's like maybe there's always a yearn, yearning for something else, you know, or something more or more control over something and being able to do something on your own. You know, So um, I don't know. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe not everyone has that. Oh, no doubt, man. I mean, a lot, I believe a lot of people have that epiphany, but not many people act on it. You one of the very few that actually acted on it. And, um, don't get me wrong. Like that's a, that's a feeling that I definitely look forward to feeling one day, just that full, full-time entrepreneurship thing. Cause I still work a nine to five. And the thing is, um, I know it's, I know it's a mindset shift to come out of this nine to five thing going into full-time entrepreneurship and it, it takes, you have to be ready for that. Cause trust me. And of course, you know, when you work nine to five, you know, that paycheck coming first in the 15th or whatever, whatever, when you out there on your own, yeah, it's yeah. like, if it's to be, it's up to me. So let's, so let's get to this last portion. Let's talk about the audacity. It takes courage and audacity to actually start something, put it out there to the world to see, review, like this, like, who or what gave you the courage, the audacity to step out there? Um, man, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could pinpoint it to a single person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, there was, there was a lot of people that really helped. I mean, my family was always encouraging to me. Uh, I was raised in a large family, oldest of nine kids and, um, grew up in Prattville and, uh, you know, my family always, raises us to be pretty independent and um it's it takes a lot of willpower you need help from others definitely but it takes a lot of willpower to do it as well so um personal willpower and um i think some of the folks um in the real estate investors meetup uh, which i still go to every month and now actually um i run it um with along with a, a guy named mark jennings he's a local CPA here. He started it 15 years ago and, uh, he was, he was a big help. We had a lot of conversations at his office. He does my taxes for me and, um, he has a lot of rental properties himself and just about business in general. And, um, you know, to be wary of, he's very wary of partnerships. You know, he would kind of tell me about things, you know, things he wished he had done, uh, done better. And, um, trying to think of anybody anybody else i mean there, there was a lot of people involved that really just encouraged me and you know uh some guys on youtube as well um you know there, there's people out there you see and videos that encourage you um from people speaking or something like that and you don't know them personally um but i will say i don't know if you know who grant cardone is no are doubt. you familiar with him Mr. Yeah. 10X himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was about two years ago. I guess it was two years ago. He had the. He was on the um, Undercover Billionaire show. Did you ever watch that? 
I didn't get a chance to catch that particular episode. But, oh my god. But uh tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um so basically you have billionaires on there and they're given like a hundred dollars and the, the thing is completely, you know, it's completely real. They're putting a little small town, some state that they'd never been in before, and they're given a hundred dollars in an old truck. And no one knows who they are. You know, they may be a billionaire, but it doesn't mean you're a celebrity and you're famous, you know, so um, you may not be well known. So they put him in this small town. He has to go meet people and try to start a business. And within 90 days, that business has to be valued at at least $1 million or he has to put a million dollars of his own cash into the business. Um, And that's what the whole premise of the show. So they have each season, they took three billionaires and put them in these small towns and did this. So, it's just a phenomenal show and super inspiring. But Grant Cardone, he he blew every, all the other billionaires out of the water. Um, their business valued at the end of the season, you know, valued at a million dollars. His was five million. <laughs> and uh, 90 days he did this from nothing, you know. And um, you're, I'm sitting there watching it and it's like late at night. And, you know, things click in my mind and just the way he talks and, how he pushes people, but he does it in such a way that's like so encouraging and never like, uh, you know, he's never, um, you know, mean about it or anything like that. And mm-hmm. um, follow him on Instagram and all that, but he's one of my favorites and I still watch him almost every day. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, sir. Now that's good stuff, man. And I mean, like you were saying, you got to, you have a great family, great family unit. Like literally, like that's that's um having those people in your corner and encouraging you. That is enough to give you the courage, the audacity to step out there and start these companies that you started. And that's good stuff because we all need a good circle of friends around us, you know? Yeah. Good circle absolutely. of people. People, I'm sorry. Good not friends, good circle of people. Um, but no, that's good stuff, man. So You've done great things with Duella as well as Clean Hop. So that leads me into my next portion. Let's talk about vision. What are your short-term and long-term goals for each business? Um, man, uh, I'll say, you know, short-term goals to me are kind of end of 2022. What, what would that look like? So, um, you know, I've gotten a lot better at networking and things like that and meeting people and um, meeting with people that could be potential investors, things like that. And, um, you know, I've created the presentations. I have, you know, the design experience to do all that and make it look real nice and have a decent pitch. And um, so we've had multiple meetings in the past few months and uh, really looking to pick up more properties, um, grow to Birmingham and Huntsville, um, hopefully by end of December, 2022. And um, that's specifically with Wichuela. Have the short-term rental properties. Huntsville's growing like crazy. Um, one of the fastest growing cities in the Southeast right now. Um, huge tech industry that's developing there. Um, they can't build housing fast enough. So. Um, that's kind of short-term vision and long-term is expansion into Southeast. So really my, my ultimate goal was, Hey, I want to 
showcase Alabama. I want to showcase the major cities here, um, Montgomery, Birmingham, Huntsville, Mobile, and um, uh, with Dwella, and then expand into the, the southeast and uh, other cities, Atlanta and uh, Jackson, Mississippi, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, you know, Nashville, and uh, cities like that. So, um, and specifically, not maybe not even the major cities like. Atlanta, maybe even Atlanta's too big, but the more medium-sized cities, um, because those really don't get, I feel like, a lot of attention at times. Um, when medium-sized cities across the country right now are making a huge comeback. I mean, you look at Birmingham, you look at Montgomery, Mobile, and Huntsville. Every time I'm in their downtown area or driving around town, there's construction going on everywhere. Uh, new hotels, new apartments, new businesses, whatever it may be. Um, larger cities, you may see some of it, but um, a lot of them are already so packed. So, and I feel like uh, these medium-sized cities are going to be your larger cities in the next 10 to 20 years, you know. Um, so, anyway, that's short-term and long-term vision for that, clean hop. Kind of the same way. Um, Dwell and Clean Hop are so, you know, um, so reliant on the short-term rental industry that they kind of grow parallel to, parallel to each other. So, as Dwell grows, so will Clean Hop. Um, we like to have offices in uh, other cities like Birmingham, um, and uh, you know, get more short-term rentals to do the turnovers for there, grow the market like we've grown here. Um, 2022, again, we're hoping to be in Birmingham and Huntsville with Dwella and Clean Up. Um, and then have a lot more properties here in Montgomery as well. Yes, sir. Sound good. Those are great short-term and long-term goals for both businesses. And um, that's good stuff. So let's get to the million dollar question as we wrap up the podcast. I started this podcast because I wanted to create a platform to shed light on the greatness coming out of the city. Whether you live there, you're born there, you came to Montgomery for a significant portion of your life, whether that be for college, you growing up right up the street from Montgomery and Prattville, you essentially grew up in Montgomery. So let's talk about what's, what's something you learned in your upbringing that you've been able to carry with you throughout your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, so, um, you know, growing up in a large, a large family, you know, I was raised to be pretty, pretty independent. So my mom was extremely structured. Um, we were homeschooled. I was homeschooled first through 12th grade. And uh, it was crazy because she would wake us up at seven on the dot, Monday through Friday. Um, before we could even eat breakfast, we had a list of chores. She had a checklist for us that we had to do. Uh, you know, whether that took an hour or two hours, we couldn't eat breakfast until we had it done. Um, to some people that may sound like that's crazy, but, um, it really, you know, it really helped me learn to be independent and just learn basic life skills, you know, um, just housework and, uh, you know, how to, um, you know, take care of a house and take care of a family and, um, learn things with my dad, how to fix cars. And he's uh, huge into that, has always had a garage uh, in our backyard that he's always working on something. And, um, 
yeah, I just learned a lot from, from both of my parents. And I think that benefited me a lot through college. Um, I had uh, people that lived in my dorm that didn't even know how to start a washing machine, you know, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> which was a little crazy to me. I was <laughs> like, you just, it's like says it right there on the machine, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that, you know, I think just being the independent and having those basic skills really has benefited me to just um, um, come to where I'm at now. So, man, that's powerful stuff, man. And um, like you were saying, just that the whole notion of having a set of chores when you wake up and not being able to eat until they were done. That doesn't sound crazy at all to me. It sounds like mom was, mom was just teaching you all responsibility and that you don't right. get anything for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For well, free I mean, it's kind of forced to, I mean, when you have not, you know, eight or nine kids at the time too, you got to have some kind of structure or else it's just going to be mass chaos. So. <laughs> now nah, that's great stuff, man. That's, that's powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. So how can the people connect with you, Luke? What are your social media handles? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram only um maybe be back on twitter here i'm looking into that since apparently elon musk just bought twitter um so that's all over the news today i've been seeing um facebook luke easily excuse me um facebook i'm luke easily and um instagram is at luke of easily and uh i used to have a youtube channel a long time ago but i quit that it wasn't for me <laughs> understood understood and of course i put all the social media information in the description of the episode hey luke thanks again for the conversation man i really appreciate you yeah absolutely it's good uh good meeting you and good talking with you and uh hopefully we can uh do this again soon yes sir will do will do Good people, that concludes another dope episode of the Guntown Podcast. We gone, but before we leave, remember, be blessed, be safe, but most importantly, have the audacity to be you. Gone. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your attention. Until next time.